You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Led Zeppelin 3 in the room I have Rob, Ben, and John. Led Zeppelin 3 is the third studio album by the English rock band Led Zeppelin, released in the 5th of October 1970 on Atlantic Records. The producer was Jimmy Page, and the genre is folk rock, blues rock, and from All Music Review by Stephen Thomas Irwine. On their first two albums, Led Zeppelin unleashed a relentless barrage of heavy blues and rockabilly riffs, but Led Zeppelin III provided the band with the necessary room to grow musically. While there are still a handful of metallic rockers, Three is built on a folky acoustic foundation that gives the music extra depth. And even the rockers aren't as straightforward as before. The galloping immigrant song is powered by Robert Plant's Banshee Whale. Celebration Day turns blues rock inside out with a warped slide guitar riff and Out on the Tiles lumbers along with a tricky multi-part riff. Nevertheless, the heart of the album lies on the second side when the band delved deeply into English folk. Gallows Pole updates a traditional tune with a menacing flair. Bronier Stomp is an infectious acoustic romp, while That's the Way and Tangerine are shimmering songs with graceful country flourishes. The band hasn't left the blues behind, but the twisted bottleneck blues of Hats Off to Roy Harper actually outstrips the epic Since I've Been Loving You, which is the only time Zeppelin sounds a bit set in their ways. All right, what do we think of Led Zeppelin 3? Guys. 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 I'd never listened to this album before this What? what? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that. I love 1, 2, and 4. And I, I, I've never gotten around three to three. Is an, for some reason, three somehow gets passed over in in a weird way. It's I think, so weird. I never intended to. Well, it's because I think what happened is the first one is like all out rocker, right? Mm-hmm. Quintessential. Second one is like just a continuation. So it kind of feels like one and two are yeah. almost the same album. Mm-hmm. And then three, I think a lot of people feel like they went a little too far maybe over into the folksy side of things and then they bring and, it back and four is and, huge and yeah. four is like the middle perfect ground of everything they're doing well i wish i had listened to zeppelin 3 20 years ago 25 years ago <laughs> 37 <laughs> no. years ago seven years ago straight out the womb no no this is this is awesome like zeppelin one's always been my favorite zeppelin album but man this is 
making it really, really close. I love the, I love the side two of this record. Yeah. And I love side one of this record. I've always loved Immigrant Song. Uh, it, the song just slays. But yeah, like Celebration Day and Out on the Tiles. Out on the Tiles, that opening riff going into like that first part sounds like it could be a Coke Dares riff. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think that as an impressionable teenager getting into Zeppelin... I think that the cover of this album was a deterrent to me because it... What? Well, as a 37-year-old, I think it's cool. As a 13-year-old, I didn't think it looked like a Led Zeppelin album cover, you know? Like... It looks like, like, uh, almost like pop art, you know? It Uh, doesn't look... It doesn't look like it's gonna be like a... It doesn't look heavy. It doesn't yeah. look heavy. It looks okay. psychedelic. And, and as a 13-year-old, yeah, I, I wanted some some heavy guitar rock, and I just always glossed over this one. Huh. There's Zeppelin no wrongly. Does, wrongly. Zeppelin IV doesn't look heavy either. It's a, it's it a, doesn't. It's, a, it's an old man with sticks on his That's back. That's true. It's true, but Led Zeppelin IV, like, as a 13-year-old getting into Led Zeppelin... Stairway to Heaven. Well, yeah, and like... I, I, <laughs> Denied. <laughs> no, like, like, of course, I, like, Ze- Zeppelin IV was my introduction to Zeppelin. I then had to, like, backpedal to, yeah. to one and two. Me too, me too. Because, like, I mean, Black Dog, When the Levee Breaks, Rock and Roll. Oh, no, every every yeah. song on that track, yeah. uh, or, or charted, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, like, I, I was in a four... Despite the 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 introspective looking cover of yeah. it, there is yeah. absolutely nothing on Zeppelin three that I find loathsome. This whole really record. okay. I was going to ask because you guys we've just discussed before sort of the blues rock of that, and since I've been loving you, what did you guys think of that? That's an eight minute blues song, very traditional Chicago style blues. Had there I, been two of them, I wouldn't have liked it. Okay. Yeah, it it, it was it. I, I don't like cilantro at all, but I imagine if I did, it would just be a little bit of cilantro, ah, and then okay. like, okay, all right, okay. I, it's muy picante. Okay, okay, I see. <coughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I love that song. I think it actually pushes um, that original blues in more than than it had been done before. Just like building up and building up, it's like what I love about the that blues music is is how. Uh, de- kind of soulful and deep it can get uh, within those songs, and this kind of provides his voice um, and the shredding guitar. It just kind of provides that uh, extra bump or whatever within the context of that Chicago blues style. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unlike other blues artists or bluesy elements that we've heard previously, Stephen Stills, uh, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't feel like your dad's playing it. And so, you know, if he's not doing the whole, like Rob said, if it's not the entire album and they do interesting stuff with it, then yeah, it's 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 great. And this entire album is full of just interesting takes. And you know, it's it's interesting to say that they are sort of throwing back to the psychedelics that we were leaving a little bit. And the folk that we were leaving in the in the late '60s, but they're taking it in a new yeah, direction. But the, the, yeah. Their version of playing folk songs right. is <laughs> fucking shreds. Like yeah. it's all very well done. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's no longer. It's not hippy dippy. Right. Or at least tonally, it's, it's not also hippy-dippy. very like. I feel like it's, it's, it's it has a beat mm-hmm. within each of those songs. Nothing is so. They're like, still Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It, yeah. I I love like how like the the organic uh course of events that led to the the more folky sound like uh because i guess it that uh the stone home the bron erar mm-hmm. uh in snowdonia wales uh was a childhood it was a place where robert plant would go as a kid with his family it was like their retreat home it's this 17th or 18th century yeah eight, maybe 18th century stone house like no 
electricity and no water. And uh, they were coming off like there's a few years of just on the road with Zeppelin 1 and 2. Tour and tour and tour. Tour and tour and tour. And Plant had the idea of him and Paige just to, to grab some guitars, take their girlfriend, wife, whatever, and just sp- have a retreat in this like Welsh countryside in this stone house with no no power or water. And they're just sitting around there playing guitars, decompressing, and writing all these cool rock and folk songs. And it's neat. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah, it's a nice, interesting story about just sort of them decompressing, coming back with like a strong album. And I had read, too, that when they picked up the guitar, it was like Bob Dylan going electric. It was the opposite. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> oh, what is Zeppelin doing picking up acoustic guitars? Like, they had been known as these, you know, the rock and roll band, and now it's like... Was there no acoustic guitar what? at all on one or two? No, no. It had been showing through. Like, yeah. they, they had been... They, da- dabbling they took their electric guitars off on stage and then spent 10 minutes tuning up mandolins and shit <laughs> at a show and yeah that, that that was that was the introduction uh, to the realize. audiences yeah yeah they, you've got like, roadies have them tune your mandolins <laughs> apparently not <laughs> Saturday, 28th, June uh, 1970, you know, at Bath, the Bath Festival, Jimmy Page exta- exchanged his Gibson Les-, Les Paul for a Martin D28 acoustic guitar and John Paul Jones switched to mandolin. And that was like the pivotal moment where it was like, oh, this isn't just a he- heavy metal hard rock band. This yeah. is a band that is doing something else. I bet those guys wished else. they had three or four John Paul Joneses. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. How do they play live without overdubs, or I guess hiring a bunch of guys to just also be John Paul Jones? He's playing <laughs> bass, keys, mandolin, I think some horns. He's just he's like he's all over the place. Well, I mean on this one on, on Tangerine, the one that we're listening to right now, Paige is playing a six string and a twelve string. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but obviously he can't play them at the same time. Well that's so. why he's got that double neck guitar. He's yeah, just big strong. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say about this album. I mean, we love Led, I, I love Led Zeppelin, so it's it's hard for me to even kind of dig in and dissect this. This is my favorite it's, one, man. It's so Do you good. favorite of all. It's, it's awesome. Of Wait, all the, the four, or yeah, of, yeah. I mean, like, or of the, all Zeppelin, or <laughs> I, I'm not that big a fan of two. I thought one was amazing, and and four is all just heavy bangers. But this one has like. There's, I don't know, I, I don't want to say style, but it's kind of, it, it's such a, uh, such a shift over, but doesn't lose 
but the fact that it's Led Zeppelin, it's it's just it, it's it's divergent, but not to the point of like, what are you fucking doing? Like yeah. it, it's it's all yeah. like the, it's all rock and roll, like it, and and done yeah. really well. Like they they they. They spread their wings a little bit, yeah. and I liked that. I feel like this also, when I was re-listening to it, it felt sort of like the, what the Stones were doing at the time, where they kind of got that country, yeah. honky-tonk feel. Um, of course, Led Zeppelin's like a bit, a bit more... Continent. It's a different... Con- yeah, it's yeah. a bit more like English folk, and yeah. obviously the Stones are going for American honky-tonk. But it kind of... It reminded me of that, and that's one of my favorite era of the Stones. Oh, you know? absolutely. Maybe, yeah. Uh, of that sort of not uh, bridges over Babylon. No, <laughs> no, not really. Not well. steel wheels. Well. <laughs> when we're forty three, we can discuss. We'll we can discuss that. that. <laughs> Maybe the Voodoo Lounge. Oh. Uh, at this time too, Zeppelin was like the biggest band. They literally it was like the Beatles were were done, and now it's Zeppelin. They had just like when Kurt Cobain died, and Green Dookie came out, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was. Yeah. It was Green Day who... You mentioned Dookie before. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to keep yeah, that, on doing it. <laughs> that, that's often what happens when someone dies, though, is Dookie comes out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, biologically yeah. Uh, accurate, yeah. They have plugs for that. But anyway... <laughs> so. They have plugs for that? Yeah. Like, you just wear it like in case you die? No, no, no. Mortuaries, though. What song is this? But that's, right. that's a whole different topic. Uh, this is since I've been loving you. The fucking yeah. bass line yeah. going up, like, in the, uh, it, it, oh, yeah. it, it does counterpoint in yeah. to what Jamie Gage is doing. Yeah, this, um, and I've seen this uh, on a video, I can't remember where it was, what festival they were at, but man, seeing this live, like, seeing them, like, play it live is, is pretty, pretty spectacular. Uh, just him kind of, like, emoting on stage, you can, like, you can, it's tangible, you know. You can feel that sort of like energy of of them like playing playing the solo and him riffing off, and then yeah, John just hanging on with those bass notes, tasty bass, oh, <laughs> so good, so tasty, so tasty. I did a uh, I did read the uh, record collection magazine article of the making of Led Zeppelin 3. It was good. I started in on it. And I, I it's could, so long. It was on my phone and like my eyes started going across. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's like twenty Same. pages. Is there a is there a That's couple pretty. choice nugs that you'd wanna that you recall? Um, no, I mainly just I mean the things I pulled out were the you know they it was a pivotal m- moment for them. It had a lot of like just the daily what they had done, what the um, where they were coming from, the different festivals they did in between recording, and that uh, they had also said that they were worried because some bikers showed up while they were. Uh, doing the retreat, I guess I'll call it. And they were like, oh, man, we're going to have trouble with these guys. And they just showed up because they were fans, and they were just like, hey, just it, wanted to say hi. Yeah. Bikers just showed up to a rustic cottage yeah. in Wales. How do they even know? I have seen straw dogs. I know this happens. <laughs> that's that's about it. So they, they sp- took- speaking of the fact that they were at this stone cottage, like they recorded some of this in the Rolling Stones mobile recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't know anything about that until I started to look into this album a bit. Like, so the Rolling Stones had uh, just like a, a trailer and truck loaded up with a sixteen-track mm-hmm. recording studio, kind of basically in it. Yeah, it was like a like a box truck with a with a soundboard That's on it genius. and all the gear, and you could roll it up to wherever you wanted, run the lines in, 
And so, yeah, uh, this one, they recorded most of it at uh, a mansion called uh, Headley Grange. It's the one that Jimmy Page is sitting in front of playing mandolin in the It Might Get Loud documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so they just pull that box truck right right up front. Yeah, makes sense at this time, too, because people are getting a a little more... They don't want to be confined to a studio... It was like, it used to be, you know, you got a producer, the producer gets the band in, and he, he's like regimented to daily, like, here's what you're going to do, here's what you're going to do, and now it feels like the band is overcoming those producers, and the band is overcoming the labels and saying, we're the biggest band, we should have a control of what we're going to do, and now they can kind of call the shots of, we want to be out here, we want to record somewhere else. Yeah, they, right. they, they don't want to use the studio yeah. as an instrument. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I've been fighting this the whole time, guys. And finally, 1970, we can do something about it. Yeah. And also, you know, you play, you're recording in the studio, you know, every, every minute has a, has an amount of dollars attached to it. You know, that's opportunity time. That's people's time. That's other time that people could be getting in the studio, taking this truck and recording it in this uh, rural mansion. uh, You know, all of a sudden it's a relaxed recording session. You've got time to to stop if you need to like stop and get away from it for a minute uh like you know we're talking about all these overdubs that like uh john paul jones and jimmy page are doing you know like it's because they they've got this relaxed country time rich atmosphere to just work on this project it's really cool They racked up 60,000 advanced orders in the UK. Jesus. That's the heaviest pre-sale uh, demand that year. They're the biggest band at the time. I yeah. Mean, makes sense, but it is kind of... And it, it was a, a delay on that uh, order, too, because of the complexity of the cover, or of the album itself. The... Uh, I heard two different stories. I heard that uh, it was because the producer wasn't listed, but I think it was more because of the... Uh, the special, the like, special die, cut. die cut and everything. Yeah. I think that Jimmy Page had had told the producer like, "Oh, we need to put your name on this," and that's why it's mm. delayed, kind of to make him feel better. Or maybe it was a joke, but I had read that. But wait, but Jimmy Page was the producer. Uh, yeah, but there was, or no, it was like a recording engineer. It was. Yeah. It was, it was I'm sure the label else, sent uh, some staff. Yeah, like okay, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. record in this mansion. We're yeah. sending, but we're sending some dudes. Yeah, <laughs> there, there will be suits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. In case you don't know, the the album, the the physical album for Led Zeppelin three is uh, sort of a, a a set of circular cutouts on the front with a 
disc behind it that can be rotated to put images as you move it through. I don't, there's a word for that, like a velo toad or velodrome or yeah. velocipede or something. I, but, I bet I've got it. Uh, <laughs> but it's got one of them. It is. It is. And it's one of the, I mean, this is like, yeah, if you go back and study like package design, this is definitely one <laughs> of the, on. hey, well, hey, designer here. <laughs> Uh, this is like one of the, you know, first ones where, where people go back and cite and they say, this is it, you know, this is how to make innovative package design so that when it's somebody's in a record store and they pick something up, it's, you know, something that is tangible that they, they want to purchase. And Ben has thankfully pulled up the word. It is a volvel, V-O-L-V-E-L-L-E, a volvel. Rotating like the hanging under. ball in the back of my throat? Yep, yep. just like if that. If it gets swolly, <laughs> you can blame Zep. <laughs> I still like tangible things in this digital age. Yeah. Spoken like a real old. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to pull this out an old guy. to show Rob. Oh. On the inside. John, oh, yeah. John oh, yeah. pointed out. Look on the uh, inner... What do they the call it? It's, is it called ring? like the, the inner ring or dead wax or something? It's the very center of a of a vinyl record. Sometimes there will be things incised or or, or carved. You can just scratch something into it. It's a little yeah. dark for me to read. What, what am I looking oh, yeah. So uh, on the U.S. Uh, release, uh, it has uh, Do What Thou Wilt, That Will Be the Whole Oh, law, I fucking <laughs> love that. Which is kind of, I think, is this, this is the first time that like... <laughs> Uh, Levee! Oh, is it, it, it Levee or Crowley? Well, it's one of them, but... Uh, that, that's Levee. Yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, Satanism sort of, uh, yeah. you know, one of the, the key tenets uh, for the first time being associated with Zeppelin. Because that later became it's like a huge awesome, thing dude. for Zepp, right? Like kind yeah. of being associated with Satanism and... Yeah, well, I mean, mysticism. At some point and, this decade, like the parent parental watchdog groups are yeah. going to get all up in arms about that stuff. Like, did... Did this one fly under the radar, or did 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 moms and dads start crapping bricks? I think it. I think it flew under the radar. It was until, too early. Until, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a little early. It wasn't, for wasn't that. until they started playing Stairway backwards. Right. I mean, all that like, oh, now you're involved in Middle Eastern stuff, and right. that ain't right. And Middle Earth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Middle Earth is fine. Middle <laughs> East is apparently just too far. Yeah. What is uh? What, what is the backward Stairway line? Uh, All Satan holds the keys <laughs> to the lock. <laughs> Walls of Satan. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice job, Rob. We're gonna have to revisit that one. <laughs> Play it back. See, see if I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw footage of this dude that can talk backward, and he's got an app where he can record what he's saying and then play it backward. So you can say like, "Hey." Uh, Say say Birch Miller is a strong, handsome boy. And he'd be like, "Yep, reach it up more," and then play it back. And be like, "Birch Miller is a strong, oh. handsome boy." Wait, not the not the uh, little person from Twin Peaks. No, that was actually footage that they reversed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think, well, <laughs> no. I knew that he he was like a. There's something about it that he was a good linguist. Oh, maybe and he I, actually I, I could be wrong. Could he? He was that? very good at it. Oh, I don't I, think. I think he had to rehearse. I, yeah, yeah, he recorded it forwards, listened to it backwards, yeah. phonetically memorized it backwards. But I guess he was backwards quite then, good at cool doing doing backwards. Uh, yeah, this dude voices. was doing it live. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, how do we feel about the album? Sucks. <laughs> a minus. <laughs> Yeah, I love the A minus. Yeah, just like That's the so minus. Weird. Christ, guy was a fucking dick, man. 
known uh, dick Robert Kreisgau <laughs> says, "Good enough, boys. A minus." <laughs> Uh, right. No, I fucking love it, and everyone should get it, and if I find it on vinyl, I'm absolutely going to pick it up. Absolutely, I've got to get to the stores before Rob, because I'm yeah. looking for it too. Yeah. It's it's a great, absolute positive, plus, yeah. you know, the, the physical album itself is cool. Yeah. Hmm? I will say, on this, uh, on the vinyl copy I, I have, it does have a bit of, like, thinness uh, to the sound, so I don't know if there's a remastered or whatever, but the, on, on the record, you know, listening to... The sort of like remaster you can tell from this vinyl that it's it's, it's like got just a bit of like thinness mm-hmm. where where it should feel a bit yeah yeah the, the punch on immigrant song is yeah. not i mean yeah like, i guess we'll just the, have to turn it up louder yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a simple fix mom yeah. <laughs> it's too yeah. loud you're too old yeah i think everybody's just on the positive and yeah zeppelin rules i'm occasionally too old anymore <laughs> oftentimes yeah all right, next time we'll be talking about Deep Purple in Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs>